Hello. And welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with tonight, Dina. The podcast where we go through the select filmography of underrated actresses. Today we are continuing our Adina Menzel miniseries with a very special guest, Miss Naomi Andu. Hi. And today we are talking about The Glee Project, season one, but only the episode that Adina Menzel was on. It's called Theatricality. It's episode two. So I had never seen The Glee Project before today. Had you ever seen it, Naomi? No. Had you seen it, Jake? No. Amazing. Uh, Are you, (laughs) uh, Naomi, are you familiar with Glee season three? Um, I know I watched the first couple seasons. I definitely watched, um, I started, I watched the episodes with the person that wins from the Glee Project, the guy, okay. Samuel. Yeah, because I was going to uh, say, it's actually, I didn't realize how many Glee Project contestants are in Glee season three. Yeah, they threw it's, a lot of them on there. They're mm-hmm. like, at least, four, there's four of them. Yeah. I was, yeah. The winner yeah. was actually the Irish kid. Oh, um, really? Damien. Okay. Damien McGinty. Yes, Damien McGinty. And then also, oh, he co-won with yeah, Samuel. Samuel, who plays the, the Christian guy with guy. the Christian guy with dreads. Yes. Also, this entire time, I thought the Irish, I thought it was just an American guy doing an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. Yeah. Okay, so he's actually Irish. Apparently, it's a major plot point of the Glee Project that he is Irish and says interesting things. Yeah, according to Lindsay, (laughs) who plays the Anything Goes girl in season three as well. And is there somebody else? Unique. Unique, okay. Who actually ends up being... Like a major Didn't win the Glee Project, but ends up being on the show for the next few years. Yeah. Wait, who's unique? Which one's that? Alex on the Glee Project. Oh, okay, God. I think you were saying that the contestant's name was Unique. I was like, oh, oh no, no. The character on <laughs> Glee is a trans character named Unique, and then they okay. keep her on for a few seasons. Um, but the initial prize for the Glee Project was like a seven episode arc, right? Yeah. And then they like eventually that. just go, they both like stayed for more than seven episodes, but they also didn't have really any substantial, um, meaningful plots. Nobody can tell Ryan Murphy what to do. They presented him with this reality show and said, you're going to write some episodes for whoever wins, right? And he said, I'm actually going to cast four people and almost none of them will get to do anything. I was like (laughs) surprised that Samuel was on the Glee project because he legit doesn't do like anything on Glee. He like, doesn't he kind of have a thing with Quinn for a second? Yeah. He like, the only thing I remember is that he's like helping her with physical therapy and then he gets hard and she can feel it like on her leg or whatever. Oh that's my God, little... that's right. Oh, that's a little, I don't remember that. <laughs> that's uh, while he's helping her recover from, uh, he's helping her do physical therapy. Right, when she's in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I've been in like a really bad mood all day, but the minute I started watching this episode, it was lifted. I had nothing to worry about. I've been so upset about like climate change and coronavirus and the state of the world and how, you know, we're all probably going to die within the next 10 years. As soon as annoying Lindsay said, I'm a Broadway girl. I was like, this is my world. This is where I'm meant to be. So the 
the illegal link that we watched for this episode was mirrored yeah. and i think that the video was <laughs> slowed down like two percent that's okay because the tempo of the songs were like insanely slow i thought i, I was like i watched it on like 1.25 speed I didn't okay. notice that at all. I just like the mirror thing drove me crazy because I since I didn't watch the first episode, I didn't right. know there was just like so many people and I kept having mm-hmm. to pause it to read their name backwards. Right. Um, that was like so funny. Like the only reason I could tell some of their names is because I already knew them from Glee. <laughs> I was like, and there were so many moments of like writing on the show where you had to read like mm-hmm. a cast list or right. I don't know. I have a question. Do you guys that's a definitely a thing like jumping into a reality competition show is like trying to keep up with like everybody and I don't know how many different reality competition shows you guys have seen I pretty much only watch Drag Race and the first couple episodes are always like trying to keep track of everybody and it's Mm -hmm. it's difficult until you get used to it so do you watch any reality competition shows um does the bachelor count yes okay there's a lot of people on there to keep track of there's so many the first night there's like 30 and I'm like, okay, half That's of you are going to be gone after the first night. So yeah. Wait, they cut that many people. Well, they definitely cut like, they cut like at least like 10 people the first night. So it gets narrowed down like a lot. Like oh. the, the first night is the hardest night to kind of like make it through. Mm. They do that on rock of love. They cut like five people a night to start off with, or they cut like half of the people at first and then oh. for at least a couple of weeks, they're cutting two people a night. So I was very surprised that we only had 11 people on this well, episode. Well, that's, I mean, that's my, I'm where you said with like Drag Race, they have like only no more than like 14 usually a season. And I, I think that, I don't know, it's harder to get, I mean, that's, that's like a platform builder for people is being on that show, something like that for yeah. your art and stuff. So I feel like that's a little bit different where it's like if you're just a reality person like competing for a specific thing as opposed to like presenting yourself. Like with American yeah. Idol, they give them a little bit more time, right? They, and like singing shows. I don't watch singing shows. I guess this is a singing show. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't watch singing shows either. And I kept on, I think that whenever I watch reality television, I'm always trying to figure out like what the producers are doing behind the scenes. Like with this episode, you could tell so many of the uh, talking head interviews are people who ended up going on Glee. So it's like, obviously they edited that to you know make you want to think a certain way. I was wondering, I don't know. This show seemed a little bit less sociopathic than like a rock of love situation uh, where it seems like they really, really want somebody to cry on screen or get like really drunk and make a fool out of themselves. I feel like there's more of an aura of like professionalism almost that they're trying to do with this. Well, it's like it's because they're competing to be a professional actor slash singer on a TV show. So yeah. there is drama, but it's also like kind of minor because the main vibe is supposed to be uplifting. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard line to walk. It's also like yeah, a I'm weird just... age range too. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say, I was surprised because when Ellis um, started oh, to yeah. tell like the judges, she was kind of like tattling and she was like, yeah, like the girls were saying something about me. I was like, oh, they're gonna like, 
you know, ramp this up and like take hold of this and like make it even blow it up even more. And they kind of were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, let's move on. And I was like, yeah, damn, if this bachelor, they would have made like a whole storyline about that. No, exactly. At Drag Race 2, I feel like they keep people for drama. Like they eliminated her the second she had drama. drama. And I'm like, if you, if this was any other reality show, that would have kept her in for at least two more weeks. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Murphy said there's only room for one Leah Michelle on my glee. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel like, um, what's her name? Lindsay. She's literally, she feels like Leah Michelle to me. Yeah. Oh, well, they make a point of that on Glee when she appears. She's like, Rachel's like, that's literally me. I'm afraid of her. Mm-hmm. But then she's yeah. only in like two episodes, I think, right? Yeah. Good. That's all she deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely all. rubbed me the wrong way. I know you said that you she put you in oh, the world, Sam, but for me, I was like, it was too triggering. It reminded me of college. I couldn't handle that. I wish she was, um, I mean, I don't know why she didn't win. I was kind of mad that they, if they had two winners, why were they both guys? Yeah, honestly. I don't know. It's also also, an interesting, oh yeah, sorry, finish about her. I think that she's also just like a better performer than Damien McGinty or Samuel. I mean, Glee isn't, that's true though. The cast isn't really like made up of like full Broadway-ish performers, all Mm -hmm. of them. I mean, you have Leah Michelle, but you have Corey Monty and like, I don't know, Cord Overstreet. They're not all like traditional Broadway types either. Yeah, I guess because she literally was just Leah Michelle and yeah. there was nothing else to it. Well, they cast her to be Leah Michelle on this yeah. show. And I don't know if this is true, but it kind of felt like, you know how, have you ever heard that like in ballet, like, they really privilege like the guys over the girls because there's like a million girls. So like they're all interchangeable. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it felt whenever they were like praising, um, what's the short guy's name? Mat- Mateo? Oh, Mateus. Mateus. Yeah. Horrible. Like, okay. He was horrible. I liked him. Like, I'm, I'm not like, I can't sing for shit, but I was like, um, that sounds off to me. And also he forgot the lyrics, but like the judges were like laughing and like loving it. And I was like, really? Is this just because he's a guy and like, He's also short, so like he's different. Yeah. Yeah, I think also, that was the difference was the main thing draw for him. Mateus is just a very um bad name to me. <laughs> All right. <Okay>. Like <laughs> I don't know. Are you founding a church? Are you starting no. your own religion? Because if I, not, I thought yeah, he was so it is a bit of a cult leader name. Yeah. He was so captivating to me because his performance. So he's in the bottom three, which don't you think it's kind of interesting that the bottom three are the ones who get to actually have solo time with Brian Murphy? So like that girl Ellis had two full weeks in a row of it. And then the rest of them are just kind of I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch the end. But anyways, he sings, what does he sing? He sings Gives, Gives You Hell. He kind of screams the last part. And then he calls himself ugly. And then Brian Murphy's like, No, you have abs, right? Yeah. I was like, that whole, that was very fascinating. It was, that part was so weird. Because Ryan Murphy kept being like, but you, you think you're sexy, right? Like, you think you're sexy. Like, say it. He <laughs> was like, what is going on here? He was like, you need to own your hotness. And he was like, okay. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier about the age range. It's very weird because they're all like 18 to 21, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're playing high schoolers, but they're encouraged to be sexy. And like, they make Ellis... Is they make her? Is she the yeah. one they make kiss somebody? Which I thought she did. Like, I've never been kissed. She did a great job with that. I thought. Yeah, I was I thought so too. I was honestly surprised when she got eliminated. 
She reminded me a lot of that one TikTok girl. Have you seen her? She, I forget what she does, but she like, she's the one who like is always pretending to be, people are Pete Buttigieg. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you a video of her later. She just looked a lot like her, that's all. Yeah. (laughs) So, God, who's the, what's the name of the person who plays Unique? Alex Noel. Alex. Alex. And okay. he's a um, non-binary actor in real life. On the show, he plays um, a trans girl, trans woman named Unique. Yeah. Okay. Um, he gets the solo time with Adina Menzel at the beginning of the episode. The whole cast has to sing "Bad Romance," and they all get like Which a line to sing. It's very good, and. I watched Damn it very it. slow tempo though. So that was mm-hmm. very awkward. They were like, God in a bad romance. It was like, I can do that. Yeah. It was. I <laughs> thought that, that maybe they I thought they maybe were doing it slow tempo because they wanted everyone to have like as much vocal runs as possible. Mm-hmm. But apparently it was just the video we were watching. At the very beginning, when a couple of the kids in the background were doing like claw hands and like coming out from behind, mm. you could see Adina look freaked out for a second. And I thought that that was very funny. And then at the end, she's like, Alex, you were the one who exemplified theatricality. So he gets to yeah. have a solo lesson with Adina. I love how absurdly excited the kids were about singing, We're Not Gonna Take It. At the oh, end of I that, know. Well- she's like, you're assigned because obviously like the producers were like act excited um, yeah that is so funny to me because like okay i get that for bad romance but like they always it's like on um on drag race they always make fun of that part because it's like rupaul announced to the guest judges and even if it's someone no one's ever heard of everyone's like ah, it's just like reminded me of that yeah they're like oh my god i'm marrying an icon kristen cinema I love her work on the house floor. Who is the house floor? <laughs> I wonder if they have to do like multiple takes though. If they're like not enthusiastic enough the first time. I was thinking that. Yeah. I was going to say they do like this a similar thing on Bachelor. Sorry, this is like the only reality TV show. No, we're I'm all using our only examples it. that we have. Okay. It's fine. Rock so, of Love, Bachelor. Like in the past couple seasons, it's been like a bubble season, like quarantine season. But before that, they do like some domestic travel. And if they go, if they go to like Cleveland, everyone acts like really excited. And it's like, nobody gives a shit about Cleveland, Ohio. I'm so sorry. So yeah. It's really funny. Cleveland. I know. Yeah. I loved how bitchy the choreographer was when they were learning the dance to we're not going to take it there were just so many shots of them just like even in the rehearsal room like probably the first time they tried a combination and he's just going like ugh, yeesh take it again and i i would have been so stressed out yeah he's the one who said um what did he say that i wrote down he said if you guys look horrible and stupid, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's so encouraging. <laughs> yeah. There, like, has there ever been a nice choreographer in the entire world? Never. I feel like every dance teacher and every choreographer that I've ever had to be in the same room as has been a complete bitch. And the only one who was able to turn it into yeah. a fun thing was Janice Aguilera of Long Island High School for the Arts. Rest in peace. 
Yeah, well, we can my only that point Kenny of Ortega reference is a nice choreographer, right? What? From High School Musical, we can assume Kenny Ortega is a nice choreographer. Oh, of course. Yes. People <laughs> who work in children's media, the best, as we learned from Dan Schneider <laughs> and how comfortable everybody felt around him. And Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just saw that clip recently when she, like, someone tells her to stop talking and in, a, in like, a performance, she, like, immediately zooms out of the motor yes. oh and she's like i'm calling the police <laughs> and she just that that is so that was like the most iconic scene like i loved her in that wheelchair i was like i she should be in this all the time she, like, should, have been, she should have been on the glee project who is from dance moms that became oh isn't it jojo siwa from oh dance maybe it's yeah the, yeah the blonde hair like the ponytail and the crazy colors yeah that's her i that always the lesbian me. i I don't understand what she's famous for, but I've just, I'm just like, I'm not going to Google it. It's fine. Also, um, is it no, Maddie Ziegler, the girl from the autism yes. movie? The Sia girl. Yeah. 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 I loved um, Idina right before that dance rehearsal scene. She was like, you know, I can't dance at all. So the fact that you kids were able to dance during Bad Romance, that's impressive enough to me. She wasn't in this episode a lot, but everything that she said was iconic. It was gold. No, the fact that, okay, so the fact that she, they, it takes a really long time for her to walk in and they're like, who's the guest? Mm-hmm. Who's the guest? And like, you see her shoes, you see the guy walking with a mysterious brunette. And then it's Nina Mazzell. And they all freak out. I feel like that freak out was genuine. Yes. If I, if I saw her walk into a room, I would do that. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm doing this she's podcast. A lot like, she was so nice, but she's a lot like more reserved than I thought she'd be. Like, I didn't know anything about her personality, like as a person. And she was way more like chilled than I expected. Oh my God, that's so real. I'm just realizing now yeah. that this is the first thing we've watched her in that is that she's actually as herself. Mm-hmm. She... I feel like I know Adina Menzel personally because I went to two concerts of hers uh, in like, I think 2008 and then like 2010, maybe. And she seemed- Around this time then. Yeah, yeah. And she seemed very like, not uncomfortable, but like uncomfortable with the whole theater kid vibe that some of the audience kind of introverted. had. She seems really introverted, yeah. She would kind of make like little side comments. I remember there was this one girl in the audience who screamed. She said, Adina, I'm playing Maureen in my school's production of Rent. And Adina just said, that's great. Why are you talking to me during my show? Which I thought was phenomenal. When I met her, she was kind of rude to me, Um, but not in like an actual rude way, but in like a dismissive kind of way. Yeah. Because as I've said on the pod, friend of the pod, Rain and I met her at a Barnes and Noble signing her holiday album. Adina loves and a Barnes and Noble signing. I think the problem was, is that like, she's, that was her post Frozen persona. So she was very like mm. kid. She's like, now she's like a kid's yeah. celebrity too. So she was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm a huge fan. And she was like, oh, thanks. thanks. Cause there were like kids in line behind me. So she was like, thank you, thank you, <laughs> get away. But, um, I loved yeah. it. <laughs> um, some of the contestants that don't make it onto the Glee Project seemed pretty interesting to me in this episode. There's the guy who looks exactly like Cordover Street, except he's wearing glasses. And, and kind of gingery. 
Yeah. And, and he doesn't sing or really do anything at all during the episode, but he has this talking head interview where he goes, I'm more of an in the bedroom type of dancer, which I've, I've been thinking about what that means and I haven't been able to figure it out. Me neither. And I'm also like that. I mean, you had about like five seconds of speaking time and that's what you wanted to do with it, (laughs) which is really interesting to me. (laughs) I think what he meant was honestly not sexual. I think it was like, I dance in my own bedroom and that's all I dance. That's the thing. Oh, okay. That's, like, oh. that's a much more generous thing. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. He does. <laughs> is this a sexual <laughs> dance? thought he was referring to the horizontal tango. Or the um, worm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is a girl named Emily who's from New York, New York. And she says that Lindsay is fake. And she's like, I know oh, a fake person when I see it. Obviously. She's the Santana girl that they're trying to set. They're trying to set up her as Naya Rivera and Lindsay as Rachel Berry. I mean, oh, okay. that's so, what it um, felt like to me. Yeah. Okay. So Emily was sitting in that chair and the producer was like, can you do us a favor and insult Lindsay? And she was like, what do you want me to say? And they were like, just call her fake. She was like, Lindsay's fake. Yeah, every reality yeah, show I mean, needs a villain, for sure. She came on, like, really strong. So I was kind of like, okay, like, that was a little bit of a red flag. And then it went on. It was like, no, she, she was right. Like, you called it. So yeah, called it early. Yeah. I feel um, like I, I looked up the show, and it's spoilers for anyone who wants to watch the whole thing. But I think Emily's the next one eliminated. And I feel wow. kind of weird about it. Because, like, you know, a villain usually goes pretty far. Yeah, but I don't know how many episodes there are. So you know yes. what it is. This was a reality show on Oxygen, so I mm-hmm. don't know if their producers really knew how to produce a reality show. That's, that's like fair. a competition that's reality show. When I feel like this is still early enough in the reality show oeuvre, yeah, of competition shows where it was like, yes, they existed, but they'd only been like what a decade in and. Not everybody was fully aware of all the like archetypes, and now obviously it's like second nature to all of us because it keeps exploding. But yeah, maybe I mean they were like, yeah. "Oh, she's causing problems. Get her better. Get rid of her." Right. If we don't want to see more of her, I can't even um, like imagine her going home next though, because it's like she. I mean, even if you're just talking about like, like she's so much better than so so many of them. Like, how yeah. are they going to justify that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I don't know. Emily it's weird. Does- I mean, we weren't the judges, so it's yeah. Ryan Murphy and the casting director of Glee and then some other guy. Yeah. Uh, Samuel also has exactly one talking head in the interview, in the episode, and he just go. he's like, I was filming the rock star scene and for a second I actually believed that they loved me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, his voice, his speaking voice is like... He's the strangest person to me. He yeah. never comes across the same way twice. No. And he, I, I, I can never figure out if he's a good singer or not. I know, and I don't remember him at all singing in Glee. I feel he like he did, he did very well during Bad Romance, I think. Yeah, then, that's yeah. what I thought. And, yeah. But in the booth, he was like not good. In the well, booth, and then they, do, they do the whole, um, we're not going to take it. And they do it like a scene, like a fantasy sequence in the cafeteria where the outsiders are 
jumping up and dancing, um, which I actually thought it was decent. Um, yeah. I love when uh, Alex Knowles says, I can really relate to this concept because of my sexuality and I'm always being teased and bullied about it. Yeah. And then in the, pre- in the preview for next week's episode, he's like standing in the middle of the city with a big poster board on him that says gay. <laughs> I know. They make them go to Universal City Walk. Yeah. And whatever that stand is. Stand around with it's it's in the Universal Studios. It's like uh like the theme park. It's like oh. a the theme park. Yeah, it's at the theme park. It's like I right before you walk into the theme park. It's like a oh. like a, you know. Okay, I've been there. Bubblegum, like Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, it's a big boardwalk. Yeah. Anyways, that'd be really funny if I yeah. stood but there with a sign that said gay. The image was flipped, <laughs> so it said YAG. Yes. What would yours say? Um, probably. They do like, that on actual Glee, too. I remember they have a whole yeah. episode where Kurt's like, oh my gay, God. And, then like and in the Santa's preview, like mean. In the preview, the girl is crying and she's like, I'm changing my poster. I'm changing my poster. It's like, probably said like shy or something. What could have possibly been written on that poster? So you you choose your own then. Yeah. I hope. This reminds me of, did you guys ever see that video of like these people from like Greek life trying to act like they're oppressed and they're Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) yeah, that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. They're just like, just because I'm in a frat doesn't mean I've ever raped someone. It's like... (laughs) Pimples. Like, are you 100% sure? Um, That, I liked the... um, Oh, when Ellis has to kiss a guy and she seems upset about it for maybe a minute. She's like, I've never kissed anybody before, but then she just does it. And then Lindsay's like, oh, was that a great first kiss? And Ellis screams, it wasn't my first kiss! No, producer told her to do that. Yeah, 100%. Oh my God, I really felt for her. That was like so brutal. I felt for her so much. And I thought that she did a great job because had it been me, I would have been a lot more freaked out about it. And she rose to the occasion and she passed with flying colors, I thought. Yeah, I was ready for it to be like a complete train wreck and like for her to go in with like her mouth like wide open or Uh, something. But it like... Like for all she complains, she manages to like pull it together mm-hmm. when it when it counts. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the so who wins that? I'm trying to look it up. Um, because they uh, like three of them are like safe, or they call it like get callbacks or something. Yeah, they right do. After. Yeah, I think that um, there's not a winner. It's just that some of them get called back, and then there's mm. the bottom three. The, the winner was uh, Alex oh, after Alex Bagerman. at the beginning, right, yeah. right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then, let's see. The episode went by, like, very quickly, I thought. Oh, and... It did. There was, there was this weird, like, manufact... Like, you could really tell how scripted it is because there's this weird manufactured tension where Ellis is, like, concerned that she's not going to be able to make a turn <laughs> in these big heels. And then... Because they give them like super big, like twelve inch, like platform chunky shoes, oh, yeah. and the choreographer takes it so personally, and she's like, "Well, I'm not here to make you look like an idiot." And then everybody gets on Ellis for it, and it's so stupid. El- yeah, Ellis is like, "I didn't know that I was insulting the choreographer," and they're all like crying, and they're like very small dorm room. It seems like there's like fifteen. Yeah. All the girls are sleeping on like mattresses on the floor together, but okay. Mm-hmm. 
I will say, like, I started out on Ellis's side because, you know, she's like the underdog and you feel bad for her. But like towards the end, she was really like grating on my nerves. To be honest, yeah, sure. she she got bad. It was probably end. for the best that she went out this week because another episode of her antics would have been a little too. Yeah. And I think that she was a little bit too green to really play like the role of the villain or the role of the underdog. Like I, I, I got the impression that she was being very, very sincere. Yeah. Which isn't always what you want for reality TV. So then they do, um, a few of them are safe and then three of them have to sing individual songs. Yeah. So Ellis, Ellis has to sing Mac the Knife by Frank Sinatra. Very odd. She's, but she's like, I do jazz. She's like, I love jazz. And Ryan then she Murphy goes, goes, not a single person on Glee right now can sing jazz. I'm sure Leah Michelle was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> she sends Ellis a death threat in the mail. <laughs> and it also doesn't seem like jazz is like the most, like the highest barrier to like, I don't know. Right. I feel like you, I yeah. feel like jazz. Like just also, yeah. jazz song. Mm-hmm. If you can make Matthew Morrison rap, then you can make any of them fucking sing jazz. But yeah, okay, that's whatever. very true. I also feel like plant um Artie sings Dream a Little Dream of Me in like episode two of season one. Is that jazz? It's Louis Armstrong. Is that jazz? I don't know. Yeah, that's or, jazz, but yeah. Um so Mateus has to sing Gives You Hell and we talk he can't sing it. He the <laughs> the judges are very weird about his height. Like right before he goes on, one of them says to You're Ryan like he's four nine. Ryan says he's a great little performer. And then after he leaves, they're like, he was acting like a little boy. I was like, I think he might actually just the be four foot nine. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. Mm-hmm. Lee is nothing if not just a swamp of microaggressions. That's very true. Used as comedy, but yeah. No. But like going in, I was like, what? So what's the criteria? Because whenever somebody was like, I think it was Ellis who was like, oh, I know it's not like a singing competition. I was like, oh, it's not? Oh, yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. And then it's, it's like, okay, similar. Acting and dancing, but also two of them just kind of stayed at the mic and there's no choreography. So I was like, right. okay, it's clearly just like at the whims of like the judges. Yeah. And it's think- interesting that Ryan Murphy only sees them at the, I mean, obviously he has a schedule, but I feel like the fact he can that only, he's only in the one scene. He can only see the worst of the worst each week. And then right. he has to get like caught up on who's who before they go on stage. They're like, okay, so this is Alice. Like she's a little bit of a bitch, but she can sing jazz, which I know is very big for you. And then with Mateus, they're like, great little performer. And then with McKinley, they're like, she's fine. And it's like, all right. Oh yeah, McKinley is the third one. So she sings Janice Joplin. Something by Janice Joplin. And she's like, my mom loves Janice Joplin, so I'm gonna kill her. Yeah. And she does. Yeah, it was called Peace of My Heart. I thought she was so good. But I was also kind of like so annoyed with them when they were like, Yeah, you seem just kind of like boring. Like, where's the personality? It's like of those three songs, that one is like the least that you can do the least in terms of like showing your yeah. personality. If you want her to show personality, then it's like they were setting them up to fail. Like if you want her to show personality, then give her well, something from like on a clear day you can see forever. Anytime that they say someone's boring on a reality show, it means that they've left things out. 
Yeah, I mean, and that... to make them look boring in the audience. But, oh, because I truly thought she was the most boring because they told me she was. It's like so manipulative. Yeah, yeah. And I thought she was going to get eliminated. Me too. I was so sure. And I was already like preemptively getting mad because I was like so sure they were sending her home. So I was pretty shocked. But like I did, I, I think they made the right choice. Their reactions though, when, when she looked at the list, the only person, when they all show them all like processing to the like final list and like the only person who showed relief was Mateus. He was like, oh. yeah. And then um, McKinley kind of was like, hmm. Yeah, and, then, and it was just oh, like, like enough, like, like quizzical. Like, yeah, <laughs> and then also me like trying to pause it and read like backwards, like what does it say? Because mm-hmm. when I saw Ellis's name, I was like, oh, so she's safe, right? Why is yeah. she crying? That's what she I thought. Cry. But then yeah. above it, it says like not on the cast list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it all. I wish that's how cast lists were. That did conjure that feeling how many times I've waited for Oh my god. List. I was having flashbacks. I am so glad not to be an actor anymore cuz I never want to look at another callback list again. It's my favorite thing though. Just walking down, looking at it, seeing if you're there, if you're not there, who's there. I feel like it would have wow. been like they it would have amped it up if they had all like like an I think this is how a normal cast list works is, is like there's just one and you all have to go to the one and like yeah. experience it together. <laughs> yeah, I think that that would, I mean, also your name is not there if it's cast list. That's yeah, why exactly. I feel like they should have like all pieced together whose name wasn't on it. Yeah. And then they all just go, oh, you. Try not to act like too happy. <laughs> Congrats. Oh my God. One time there was this cast list and at school and the, I knew I was friends with the assistant director and she like, literally nudged me and she's like congratulations go check it out and I go over and I'm not there and I'm like what fuck and she's like oh shit what and then she goes and talks and and apparently they had to cut a few people at the last minute she wasn't told she like basically told me that I was in it what I love the most though is apparently I think at the end of every episode the person who's eliminated gets to sing a lead solo and keep holding on this weird like angel solo oh my god i know they probably made them all do that like before filming started but i just love to imagine that like after they kick her off you're like okay but you have to do one more thing for us Mm -hmm. and you have to put on a whole outfit you think oh you think they maybe just did that and reported all at the beginning that'd be interesting yeah 100 percent. yeah i think so because like on a lot of shows the confessionals they record them all like that at the end of every day so like you're already could be eliminated and then you have to go do your like like present tense. I'm actually freaking out right now because I'm gonna be doing yeah. this and I'm gonna be doing this. Yeah. That's so that's so funny. I wanna be on a reality show now. Me too. Except I think that I would have a mental breakdown. But that's why Oh, I definitely would. You want to have one. It's good yeah. to be. Because <laughs> you could become a meme. I feel like the worst even worse than that is like you end up completely just edited out and you're like, oh my fucking God, they gave me the boring girl. What is, yeah, what is your like worst, like, okay, imagine we're all in a reality competition show. What is your best case scenario for you person that you would want to be like as like an archetype and what is your worst? Because like, I think you're right. Like for me, it would be boring would be the worst. I don't know if being a villain would be bad. I think I would like being a villain, but I also know that they get so much like hate yeah. Best obviously be the winner. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think best would also be kind of like the one with like the snarky commentary, like in your mm-hmm. in your interviews that like the whole audience is like she's saying like what we're thinking and like oh, she's like, like the like, narrator, like the narrator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that the best would be a situation similar to Megan on Rock of Love, where somehow all of her like content in the series is just her interacting with the other contestants and all of the footage of her doing challenges gets cut because she wasn't actually very good at them, but the producers keep her for seemingly no reason. Well, I think that Megan was kind of a villain of season two of Rock of Love, but she also, um, no, actually she was a villain. So I guess, hmm. Be a hybrid. I mean, you know, I think the best thing, uh, filling time with my screaming. No, um, God, what was I gonna say? You know what's crazy about this show (laughs) is that the first thing that Damien McGinty does in episode two is hit this like really, really high note, like very well. And it was very confusing to me because when he appears on Glee, they try to make him like a baritone almost. Yeah, and then his voice changed. Oh, he's like 19. (laughs) (laughs) He hits like one high note in one song that he sings on Glee. And then for the rest of that, it's this very weird like talk singing kind of like, here I am and here are you. And like very boring and very. um, Here I am and here are you. It's like Ryan Murphy resents the fact that he won. Sure. He did not leave any impression on me like singing wise in this episode i felt like why wasn't he in the bottom three i don't know yeah i don't know it's like they honestly almost like they had already cast these people on glee and they were just like how do we make them win this competition mm-hmm. yeah but, and like retroactively like kind of come up with like a critique i love yeah. if it's as manipulated and planned as possible that's my favorite that's oh, what I was going to say is they definitely, I know this fact that we do have to pass a psych evaluation to be mm-hmm. on a lot of reality shows. I think we're all, all screened out. We're all screened out immediately. Well, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm like, some people, I don't know if they pass or if they're like, this is great. This is a great mental disorder. Let's manipulate it. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is, though. I guess it's just to make sure you don't have like psychosis or anything. I think it's also to make sure that, um, you don't like hit anybody maybe because on Daisy of Love, all of those guys were trying to beat the shit out of each other from like day one. There was a lot of blood and a lot of fights that I feel like normally would get screened out in the psych eval. Because there was one guy who was like crazy, crazy, but not on a professional show like the Glee Project. Maybe certain networks have different The worst thing that anybody does to each other on this show is suggest that maybe they are a little bit less hard on themselves. Well, then I think about like the real housewives and sometimes there is physical violence in that. Yeah. Like Ramona Singer throwing a wine glass at someone's face, but yet she's on the show Mm -hmm. 14 years. And Jen Shaw like threw water at a camera person in season one of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They just have to like walk this line. Production has to walk this line of like, they have to outwardly appear like they don't condone this, but also they want to get a couple seconds on camera first before they break it up. Yeah. Yeah. And they need, um, they need that stuff is instantly like, okay, this season's good now as well. Yeah. So you need, yeah, it's a fine line for sure. 
Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where even on like Lindsay Lohan's beach house, oh there was God. an episode That's where- That's the most produced and edited show. I've ever I seen. know, but there was an episode where two people are about to get into a physical fight and then they kind of wait until the person throws the first punch for the producers to be like, hey, 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 even though they're saying to each other, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I'm going to beat the shit out of you for like a long time beforehand. <laughs> they're like, yeah. we're just going to wait and see if they do it. And Did also- Lindsay if it up I- on camera? stop guys no but she has like a very serious talk with them the next day and she's like you cannot be hitting people so do we... my VIP club. So, jake your favorite piece of media that we've imbibed for the tony awards 18 men's mini series thus far has been wicked is the glee project better than wicked yeah amazing no oh okay <laughs> I would have believed it's not it. even better than Glee. I didn't like it as much as you. I don't know. Just- it is. It is Lily Chasen's favorite show of all time. Right. Right. That's true. But I don't know if she's rewatched it at all since I was, 2010. I was thinking does about it her. Up? I think it does. <laughs> okay. So here in the Tony Awards, we give three awards to each and everything that we watch. First of which is best prop. So Naomi, what was your best prop? My best prop was the guy that Ellis kisses during the performance. I, I love that. Oh, was that. he not one of the characters? He was just like a random no. guy. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. And then before that, they had like a bunch of like just random hot guys swooning over Hannah. And I just really appreciated that they didn't have like women do that. And they only had men doing that. And I was like, this is feminism. Like, yeah. Really oh, appreciate- Hannah was also fantastic. In oh, general. Yeah, she was so good. She oh, was great. Yeah. The red hat? Yeah, she was professional she was and she just brought it. Like she was there to do the work. She wasn't there for any drama. She was just there mm-hmm. for the craft. You know what? She is she was fifth place. She was the one who wasn't on Glee. The next up one was oh, that's lame. She was so, so much better than Samuel. And yeah. she was a little bit of like the narrator too, because she would kind of like say what I was thinking, but she didn't like get into it with anybody. She would just kind of say it to the camera and then move on. Yeah. She did have that bit in the beginning where she was like, I liked Lindsay at first, but now I think she's mean, which is yeah. exactly what you said. Um, Jake, what was your best prop? Um, my best prop is the word uh, that Lindsay coined when she said, you know that feeling when you feel overblessed." <laughs> she was like, I'm just the most blessed person in the world. And I was like, all right, good for you. I'm also on her Wikipedia page right now. Gag at this. Are you ready? She mm-hmm. took over the role of, besides being on Glee, she did nothing, I don't think. She took over the role of Alphaba in February 2020. Oh my God. How sad is that? That's so fucking funny. Maybe she did other stuff, but. Wow. Um, my best prop was the contestant who looks like Cordover Street. Yeah. <laughs> so the next award is Best Adina Moment. Naomi, what was yours? Mine was when she was critiquing um, Samuel and she was like, Samuel, you are hot. Cool. And then he just like, when <laughs> she says hot, he just goes like, and yeah. He's like 19 and Adina Menzel is calling you hot. So it was like, thank you, Adina, for saying, for being brave, saying what we're all doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my best Adina moment. Jake, what about you? 
mine is when they finish Bad Romance and I actually just rewatched that scene because they finish Bad Romance and her reaction is like, oh, wow, awesome, <laughs> so good. That was mine as well. Just all of her well, reactions during Bad Romance. She's like laughing for no reason. Yeah. I she's also laughing like, like uncomfortably. You know, when she coaches Alex and she's like, so I know you're bullied. Why? <laughs> uh, the next award is a custom award and it can go to anything and anyone. So Naomi, what was yours? Okay, mine was... Okay, I have two, depending on what other people are going to say. But I'll, I'll just say my first one was the Sorry to This Man Award goes to Ryan Murphy. Because the whole time I was like, who is this, like, random bald white guy who, like, is so, like, authoritative? Like, who is this? And then I was like, oh, my God, I think that's Ryan Murphy. Because, like, I know his name and I've watched his shows. But I just always assumed that it would be, like, this 30-something, like, emo guy. Oh, <laughs> and my like, God. Bald white guy. I that love makes me that. so, I wish I didn't know what he looked like. Right, I'm me so too. Jealous of you. I'm just uh, shocked because he he just seems so like humorless. And I'm like, how are you coming up with these shows? The most humorless. He's always like, I'm not seeing anything from you right now that I feel like I want to write into my show. Right. It's an hour long sitcom about a glee club. Like, yeah. no, no, it's not. It's about bankers, Ryan Murphy. I literally, I love that. Sorry to this man. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, what was yours? Mine's also Ryan Murphy related. I'm going with the uh, Pulitzer Prize for literature. I'm giving it to him for always knowing how to write characters <laughs> as soon as he meets them. He, as soon as he meets someone, he's like, how do I write for you? He's like, I'm seeing, I'm seeing. And I'm seeing a Christian. I'm seeing. Quinn and get a boner. He's like the... The sorting hat from Harry Potter or something. Mm -hmm. Seeing an Irish kid who they always call a leprechaun and he mysteriously disappears from the show. Oh, and then Emily calls him a leprechaun at one point during the show. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. Are we allowed? Yeah, is this allowed? Is this mm, <laughs> white? But I'm confused. Yeah. I... I, to me, the idea of like a nickname that Damien McGinty gained during the reality show then being used, nay, overused on Glee itself strikes me um, very weirdly. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I've been struck weirdly. It, it just makes me wonder if they knew that, because with Rock of Love, I know that they decide who the winner is on like the first day. Oh, and really? I'm wondering if they decided that Damien McGinty was going to win the Glee project on the first day. And we're like, oh, we'll call him a leprechaun and then we'll write it into Glee and it'll be an inside joke. Well, like probably they narrowed it down from how many people auditioned yeah. to this group. And they were like, how can we make a reality show story out of these group, this group of people? And who's most likely going to be in, barring any radical accidents of them not singing well, like yeah. who's probably the top four? They probably mm -hmm. figured that. Yeah. Um, your custom award, oh, my custom award is uh, best supporting actor, and it goes to the jock bully that like bumps into Alex, and he looks exactly like Mike O'Malley, but thirty years younger. 
And I was like, is it a nepotism hire or is it just a guy who looks like Mike O'Malley? Who's to say? Maybe it is Mike O'Malley. I mean, it's, it's for a I hope that Mike O'Malley makes an appearance on the Glee Project, which I will be watching in its entirety very soon. Yeah, now I'm like, I can't, I can't just stop. I have to, I have to know how this ends. Mm-hmm. I know. So it seems that we reached the end of our podcast. Naomi, do you have anything to plug? I do not. All right. Then I don't have anything to plug either. Neither. None of us have anything going on right now. Hail Payman. Hail Payman. Bye. Hail Payman.